Everybody and welcome to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, episode 233. And as you just heard, this is a Star Wars episode. I mentioned last week in the Wednesday regular show that from here on out, we will be having a separate Star Wars podcast going through the Marvel Star Wars books, quite what we do with the X-Men books. I'll be joined by my man Matt Razor in just a little bit as we go through Star Wars Darth Vader number six and Star Wars number eight. But before we get into that, let me tell you where you can find us. We're over on Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. If you follow us, we'll follow you back. You can go over to our website, WeirdScienceMarvelComics.com. And we also have a Patreon account, patreon.com slash Weird Science, where you can get a whole a bunch of different podcasts and things like that, Marvel, DC, Indie Comics. And I think that because we're doing this separate deal, I think maybe we'll have to get some more Star Wars action going on. And what this is going to be about, we're going to be dealing with the current Star Wars books that are coming out. Like I said, we're going to be doing Charles Soule's Star Wars number eight and Greg Pak's Darth Vader number six here as we get into this and catching up to some things. And what what else is there? What are we catching up to? Well, we'll, next week we will end up having the Bounty Hunters book, Dr. Afra, and then there is a new Darth Vader book. Now, each week, me and Matt will get together and talk whatever comes out. Usually there's just going to be one issue, one issue of a stores book. Sometimes a week has none. And I think that what we'll start doing and what we'll especially do when there are no books is maybe mix in some classic stuff, maybe mix in some other things, cartoons, movies. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Right now, it's just to get the current Star Wars books, their own little focus, because as I'll say a little bit later when I'm talking to Matt, it ends up feeling weird. And I'm told all the time, Star Wars, oh, that's not Marvel. Well, it is. But it does feel odd to have it in a podcast where you go from, say, Iron Man into Darth Vader. I mean, you you both have armor there, but it still feels weirder. You know, hey, we're talking Captain America, and now we're going to talk Dr. Aphra. And I'm afraid that either the people who are listening to the regular Marvel podcast, some of them are like, ah, Star Wars, they go. Or people in more of my fear is people who only like the Star Wars stuff may not want to wade through a bunch of other marvel titles you know going through because star wars why i love it and why it's it's kind of universal though stork he doesn't like it neither does brandon so maybe it isn't universal but to me it's something that transcends just being a marvel comic so i think that there might be some interest besides just the marvel fans right you can have some dc fans who actually still like star wars all that stuff and even with we ended up getting asked if we were going to be doing and i think it was jay jennings who said hey are you going to do some star trek stuff no you're getting a little too crazy there but no i actually said to stork that maybe even as a, a deal when we don't have a book me and stork get together on the regular feed here and we talk a little star trek not as not my favorite, not as much a love for Star Trek as Star Wars, but even though I always make fun and, and try to poke at Stork, 
I do kind of like Star Trek as well. I like anything science fiction, but we're going to be starting this off. This is the first episode doing this, so we're going to get to it. Like I said, we're going to be doing Star Wars number eight, Star Wars Darth Vader number six, actually starting with Darth Vader right about now. All right, now I'm here with Matt. Hello, Matt. Hello. Hello, and we're here to kick off our Star Wars podcast. And it's going to be part of the regular feed. It's going to be numbered the same way, you know, nothing crazy like that. But the reason I wanted to do this was because every time I ended up talking about Star Wars, I always bring up the idea that Eric, you know, pish-poshing it, saying Marvel and Star Wars, they don't mix. And I don't agree with that. I mean, it is the Marvel deal, but... It does feel weird, like, going from Spider-Man to Darth Vader and then back to Captain Marvel, things like that. So I figure it would be better served to do as a own thing, just like the X-Men stuff. And, Matt, you told me that you would be into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and me and you both have the different deal. I'll just tell everybody right away, and I've spelled it out a lot on podcasts. I am a fan through and through of the original trilogy. That doesn't mean I'm a hater. It's just that that original trilogy is one of the, I say it, and it sounds grandiose, one of the most important things in my life. It really was. I have talked about it at length on different podcasts where Star Wars was the reason I have most of my friends to this day was the reason where because I moved the summer after it came out and ended up meeting friends and become like, I'm a shy guy. I really am. And I, I was able to meet people and, and have friends because of Star Wars. And and this is back in the day. This is after New Hope came out in the theater. And it, it was everything. I mean, it was huge, as people should know, even if they weren't alive then. Uh, but, you know, the prequels and the sequels deal, just not really my thing. I've seen them. Uh, I like some more than others. But the big thing for me is the original trilogy. But I wasn't a real expanded universe guy. I didn't read a lot of the comics or the books or things like that. The only other thing that I really ended up doing was the Star Wars role-playing game, which I loved, and the video games. But Mm -hmm. tell the people about your deal with Star Wars. Yeah, I'm a fan of the original trilogy. I I was alive, but not old enough to watch some of those when they came out, but I watched them. Mostly the remaster stuff, so I don't think I've ever actually seen the uncut original versions. the, the prequels, I, that was more my my era, I guess. So I, I I like those. They're not the best. I was telling you, I watched all the Clone Wars and the Star Wars Rebels and all that stuff. And I've read all the Marvel stuff. Uh, Mandalorian, I'm watching that. I read a lot of the old extended universe comics that are no longer part of the canon because everything that Marvel does now is part of canon, um, which is good because it it gives you a nice place to start. And you know, you know if you read it, it actually happened. Yeah, that's basically the thing. We were talking about it when we were – deciding to do this and we were talking about people arguing there was somebody on twitter that day arguing about the canon and what was the expanded universe because of the mandalorian and you you don't have to argue what you see or read now is is canon that's it's Mm -hmm. in and i just as an aside i do love mandalorian i i still haven't (laughs) passed episode five in the first season and granted though one of my favorite TV shows of the last 10 years, and I still can't get past episode five of season one because I just can't sit there long <laughs> enough. But I think that this is going to inspire me, and that's why I like to do things because it'll inspire me to go 
and watch the rest. But go on, go on with with your fandom. Yeah, so that that I mean, that's we were talking. You talking about it earlier. Um, this being a Marvel property and Eric having problems with it's funny because you know, as you know, Marvel also has the Conan stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking about it. Now Conan is a part of the Savage Avengers, so it'd be interesting if. Darth Vader's Holy somehow pulled. If, if they do that, <laughs> Guardians I, of the Galaxy. I will kill them. It'd be fun. Here's the deal. I wouldn't mind if the Guardians of the Galaxy were in space and out of a little corner, you see Darth Vader's, you know, TIE fighter go by. Something like that. The Millennium Falcon, just a little bit of it in a thing. But if they end up like all of a sudden we have an Avengers <laughs> team, you know, with Boba Fett. And yeah. I mean, this is the thing that might sound I don't even think it sounds neat to anybody. You, you can't do that, but you never know. And people I don't think actually, they will, but, you know. I remember when Disney did get back to probably in Marvel with that uh, going. I did end up hearing people like, oh, great. What are we going to have Darth Vader in the Avengers? And I mean the mm-hmm. movies. I'm like, you silly. You just really. You're not getting <laughs> that. But I, uh, I do love and I read. Some of the Jason Aaron Star Wars when when yep. that came and and really the numbers if you go and look one of the better selling comics in the past you know ten years or so it was huge mm-hmm. and you know and it, it's funny too when I because I was just looking at some things it's funny too because you always have to at that point wonder what was loot crate numbers it's such a pain in the butt going back to look at the numbers of some comics because there's some wacky ones because of loot crate and stuff like that but that jason aaron star wars was good i didn't read a ton of it but everything i read i was really enjoying and yes i've gone back and read i think i've read like the first 12 of the original star wars uh, issue run there and we ended up where jay jennings asked uh are we going to be talking about some of the classic stuff stuff that's even on the marvel unlimited app and i did go through this to figure out what we would do now this episode obviously we're talking about darth vader and star wars but there are some weeks once we catch up next week we'll be doing uh dr afra bounty hunters and the darth vader number seven once mm-hmm. we catch up though there are weeks where there are no books usually there's one book uh but there's sometimes where there isn't and maybe we'll throw some things in there that week to kind of yeah have some it's fun all good it. man i've read all yeah. of it i like it all, uh, yeah it'd be all pretty cool to like as we have a week off we'll just start going through the classic deal uh that would be pretty neat but like you said, you read the Jason Aaron Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. You said that you didn't even the Darth Vader leading into this new, you know, deal here uh, was really good. Mm-hmm. And I think that more than I think the Darth Vader books have been the strongest in the past couple of years. Just me personally reading them uh, because he's an awesome character. And if anybody disagrees, I'll slice them uh, because he is one of my favorite characters of all time. And I think that. Even if you don't say like, oh, I love that he he makes pretty much everything in it because he's such a crazy villain. And then to have the emperor above him and the emperor pretty much looking like my grandfather did, it just drives (laughs) me nuts. This old wrinkled guy. And yeah. And I always love that combo of like, there's Darth Vader, this machine. Like, and I remember when Darth Vader first arrives in New Hope, it, it blew my mind. I mean, he was just like. You didn't have to go any further than just seeing him to realize he was bad, bad to the bone he was. And I just loved it. And then when you see the emperor, he just the emperor actually 
weirds me out more uh, and mm-hmm. it might be because he's just an old man and he shoots shoots lightning just like my grandfather is what he did <laughs> uh but we're going to start uh this first episode we're going to start with Darth Vader that came out a couple weeks ago and I had gotten word that it was awesome I I was told oh man you got to do this and I kept telling people I'm going to slip it in there going to get it in and I never did again because it never felt like all right I'll stop I'll, I'll be doing you know Guardians of the Galaxy and then we'll do Darth Vader it feels weird plus Brandon's a hateful guy who does not like Star Wars terrible he just and in my mind his hate of Star Wars is the lack of knowledge he's just embarrassed because he's a dummy that's what it is and, and I, I can <laughs> I can get that though it's it's the same but he's not invested in it I think that he thinks there's more to it now than what there is he doesn't see it as a jumping on point but loves Mandalorian uh but that makes no sense I know it doesn't and, and, and zero really, sense when Brandon anybody else will say it but when Brandon says I like that baby Yoda I have to correct him every time and get and I get angry. But I know what he but it makes no sense at all. He doesn't <laughs> even know what he's watching. I'm like, what are you doing? But this is Darth Vader number six that we're gonna start with into the fire part one. So we get a part one that pretty good jumping on point here. And really just as an aside, the the other issues of Darth Vader have been pretty darn good. So I've enjoyed it up until here. Here's the crawl. Well, actually I'll say Greg Pak writing. Art by Raphael Ayanenko, Nerej Menon on colors, I'm having problems. VCs Joker <laughs> manga on letters. Darth Vader revealed the truth. He is Luke Skywalker's father, but Luke refused Vader's call to the dark side of the Force and escape. Enraged, Vader tore through the galaxy on a quest of revenge against everyone who hid Luke from now. Now, he finally understands the truth about the death of Padme, uh, the wife, uh, the man Vader used to be, and Vader's master, Emperor Palpatine, is not pleased with Vader's rebellion. Now, I said that I have really liked all the issues. I, it, it took a little downturn, I thought, with the whole Padme deal. It was cool. Mm-hmm. It was a wow moment, all these things going on. It kind of fizzled out. By the end of my mind, like it, it felt like there was going to be a bigger resolution type deal. And then it kind of ends. And now it almost seems like, OK, that was especially the Padme stuff was just a setup for this. the emperor to get real pissed. And I mean, he does. And he ends up in this issue going so far over the top on his, you know, right hand man here that. I just don't know why Darth Vader didn't crawl right into the, the lava because I would have. I would have given up. I mean, this is awful. But I and, and when we get to the Star Wars book next, there is a little disjointed deal. But I do like the combo of this with you have, you know, the Emperor and Darth Vader. Obviously, you have that Emperor's pissed. Darth Vader has to reestablish himself. He has to get this where in the Star Wars issues we're dealing with right now. You have Zara who's trying to avenge you know tarkin's death because she'll never be able to get back in as good because he's dead mm-hmm. and i like that combo i like that whole deal with that um but yeah you start off where we had it at the end of last issue where the emperor's just going to town on darth darth had you know it, it's a cool deal because darth has the lightsaber going i mean this isn't just like darth vader's like okay i'll take it he's trying at least to stop it uh but yeah, you go with this because I just I thought it was great. I thought that the art in this was really good. It's a very quick moving deal. Yeah, they're I mean they're they're in Coruscant. They're in Coruscant where the 
emperor lives basically um, in his office or whatever you want to call it. And <laughs> he's just zap- zapping uh, Darth Vader and Darth Vader's defending himself and asking like, why do you attack me? What, what's going on here? Like, and uh, um, he, re- he defers to the grand vizier. I like this guy, the grand vizier. Yeah. I like him too. Um, I looked him up. His name is Mas Ameda, if anybody cares. And he's a Chagrian species. Um, but you you see him hanging out in a lot of the uh, the movies, I think, in the background. But I, I never really saw him do anything besides here, unless I'm missing something. But he speaks up and basically tells Darth, uh, you know, you were you were sent to to, to turn uh, Luke, and he, he, you let him escape, and then you went on that personal mission to to find Padme or look into that stuff. Um, and you could have killed all these rebels and you didn't do it. So now you're in trouble, basically. Yeah. He even says, you know, you didn't just fail. It's treason. I mean, treason, you yep. have done things. I do like, and somebody did point out that that is probably the sexiest Luke you'll ever see. <laughs> he looks. It looks uh, like a girl. Yeah, it does. Uh, the way it was drawn, it was a little off there. But yeah. I still like it. I love the Padme. But with that, too, the, the fun thing about having the Darth Vader, you know, comics is you do get to have Darth Vader talk a little more and to express things. You can have that. And I do like that in this where even when you end up having him, you know, trying to get back to the, like, please, Emperor, don't. Like, that's nothing you would ever see in the movies. But I also like the Royal Guard there because, as I told you, and we talked about the other day, uh, the Mm -hmm. Royal Guard was a big sticking point with me in the Return of the Jedi, because the movie never came to Quakertown, I hadn't seen it when everybody had watched it already. So everybody on the playground stuff, they were talking about it. I went and bought the novelization and read that, and there was so much more <laughs> about that. Like, I was the expert of the Royal Guard, but I went too far and started talking to people like, man, that time when this happened, and you didn't see the movie, and I had I, I had to think quick on my feet, because again... That's how even when Return of the Jedi came out, that is when, you know, if you didn't see Star Wars uh, 10 times, you were thought of as a look at that jerk. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. look at it. And I hadn't seen it once yet. It took me a couple of years before I actually saw it, actually, because of the idea. And actually, I think it was just home video when I said because it never came to our town and my parents would not drive me. It was like 10 minutes away. And they wouldn't drive me. I, I wasn't old enough to drive. So, and then Royal Guard. Every time I see them, I do love them. Uh, but it's been who's responsible for that? You think the the mayor who who I was in charge know. of making they, that call? I, Eric <laughs> always. We don't know. They always had, and when they had the remastered, the re you know editions there, they still didn't have Return of the Jedi in town. It's like Quaker Town is against Return of the Jedi, and I don't so understand weird. it. I don't. It just kills me. And actually. I, I do have to – I now I, I didn't see it on home video because now you know, I went to England the next year with my mom. My mom's from England, and I yep. watched them as a trilogy all together, everyone together. It was awesome, and uh, that's when I first saw Return of the Jedi. So there you go. That's the story of me and the Royal Guard Return of the Jedi. But they're, they're, <laughs> they jump in with the stunts. They end up taking full advantage that the Emperor – is just ripping through Darth Vader and takes his lightsaber. That's the big deal, yep. though. 
Darth pretty much turns the tables. And I do like this because Darth ends up, you know, go-to move, force choke. He's going to choke these guys, the vizier, the royal guard all together. And then the emperor goes to choke him. And again, when you have these books, and I should have mentioned before, just so if anybody didn't know, Between Empire and Return of the Jedi. You're you're seeing in this, number one, more of a setup for Return of the Jedi than we've had in the movies because you're seeing bits and pieces of what would lead to Darth Vader eventually throwing the Emperor down the shaft when he's trying to kill Luke because you even see here while it seems when the Emperor's choking out Darth Vader, he's even thinking of the times he choked out other people and how awful it is and, and things like that. Yep. I like that. I like that. Also, this point sets up of, you know, the emperor, I thought, I thought he loved me. He doesn't. He can get rid of me at any point. And I think that that's awesome that this issue, though, it's quick moving, ton things just go. But the stuff that you can think of how this would lead to the Darth Vader turning and things like that, I think is awesome. I think it really is. And the fact like, you know, throw in that where he's saying you wasted time. Padme, this, you know, dupe, mm-hmm. and also your son. This is nonsense. And these aren't nonsense things to Darth Vader. They are not. And he even says, You told me Padme was dead. You lied to me about it. Emperor doesn't care. He doesn't give two craps about that and says, I'm going to show you, you know, what it takes again. You were at your worst when I grabbed you and then, you know, allowed you to become. In the dark side fully and Rebuild do all you. this And yep. yeah, now you're going to have to do it yourself And tell them what happens Because uh, it, it, I never, I mean, never thought this would happen It's pretty intense I mean, oh, he's yeah. choking him out He's choking him out And then he just starts He destroys his legs Squishes those And, and he's electrical stuff blowing all over the place And then he basically All the electronic parts just blow up You see his prosthetic Whatever those things are Legs just Falling to the ground and and I like it's, the it's idea too. As you see this, you're also really reminded, like this guy's more machine than man. Yeah, I mean, he really he is. is. Uh, yeah, but this isn't even enough for the emperor. The emperor's like that. That's the start. Uh, let's go. That really should be enough. I mean, he's. Yeah, he's I think looking it pretty... should have been too. <laughs> and really, with that, he is there. And and just the idea too, where his helmet, the ideal goes, and he's looking at him through the, the crusty old wrinkles, like Adam mm-hmm. pissed. And oh, he's, he's been he's been embarrassed in front of the like, this should be enough, not for the emperor, because he thinks that Darth Vader still has too many feelings. He thinks that he's still tied to the past. He still has love. He has all these things that should not be. So he has to start the process of fear leading to hate. Like, and in my mind, the emperor here is just like her Brooks, her Brooks of the uh, Miracle on Ice uh, mm-hmm. hockey team in the U.S. where they needed to have an enemy to focus on. So her Brooks, I'll be the enemy. And I think that's what the emperor, he's going with that style. Okay, if you have to hate something to get back and forget this, I'll make you hate me. I don't care if you hate me. It doesn't matter. And really, I, I'd rather have that. You're going to be focused on me. Also, you're going to be scared of what I can do to you because I can rip you apart. And he, he did. <laughs> then they go to Mustafar and yep. stuff gets real here, including where they just end up dragging 
the no arm, no leg Darth Vader to the exact spot that he fought Obi-Wan <laughs> and throwing him. And I swear to Where God, it all they, began. they throw him. And I imagine that they don't get him quite where they and they go over and adjust him a little because his legs catch on fire just like the, He's just back close in the enough. day. Yeah. It's yeah. like the exact spot oh. to the point where when you end up having the Emperor walk away and all that with the same deal where also you're gonna get a lot of you were the chosen one. I mean, there's a lot when they walk away, he then sees pretty much Obi Wan walking away the same deal like really like anybody mm-hmm. that i trust or like or tra- they always do this to me but the worst thing is is what does the emperor say because the idea he throws the lightsaber down and and darth's gonna use the force what does he say to him because this is messed up too he's, he's he throws the lightsaber down and darth immediately goes to grab it with his force powers and he says you can't use that i'll know if you do and i'll yeah. make it worse yeah he's like i'll come back and i will just annihilate you if you use the force he has to has to do it old school yeah and it's if you want to if i think about this the only thing that i'm thinking of is okay he's just wanting him to show him how tough it is if if he doesn't have the force if he doesn't use the dark side of the force here this is what you are without me and Mm -hmm. you're gonna learn and yeah you end up where Darth Vader in the moment here is it's just awful where he is actually has one arm He's got to crawl, like scratch his way to his lightsaber and then to get out. Uh, but it's also pretty badass. I mean, this shows you Darth Vader is not just a guy who gives up. I never once thought, like I said, I would have went right into the lava. You would have saw me rolling right in the lava. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. I love you. Tell Padme I love her. And I go in. But the idea of this is that that's not Darth Vader. And then you realize then, too, again, at the beginning of Return of the Jedi and all this, like, he's pissed. and He's ready to to knock heads and stuff. But you end up with all this, and even with that, you end up as Darth is trying to get to his lightsaber. He's even thinking of when he ended up killing Obi-Wan, or at least making him stronger. And then Mm -hmm. the same thing of thinking, I'm going to do that to the Emperor. I mean, I'm going to do the same thing, though. He, you know, well, we know what happens. And that's kind of the fun thing about these books. If you do them well, we know what happens. You, you can't do too much. I mean, you yes. can't have Luke die. It's not going to happen. So you have to be clever. You have to show some things. And yes, you know what it leads to. So work with that. I think that Greg Pak and, and in general, even though this is such a quick moving deal, this is probably my favorite issue of this series here, only because of I agree. the tie-in to what will happen and the tie-in to all this stuff. Uh, because, yeah, Darth gets the lightsaber, and then you go, and, yeah, you have Palpatine going off with the, the vizier, and they're talking mm-hmm. about the idea where, and I love it, too, where the Emperor's just done the worst of the worst. And this is <laughs> the Grand Vizier. He's just like, he wants to kill you, my lord. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why you're doing this. And they're like, you're questioning the emperor you don't yeah. do that you're a little too comfortable especially with what you just saw and i i get the idea too if i really like if i'm gonna fill in blanks i might as well go full out i think the vizier here is like man that emperor saved me from Darth Vader. he must really mm-hmm. like me i mean i'm this guy i can say yeah they're buddies now yeah no they're not and he says and that's the deal too is you end up seeing that you know, and they, they even spell out, I think that Darth is going to go here. He's going to go to the machine resources there on the techno union installation for the ruins, all these things. He'll rebuild himself there. And uh, 
you know, it's Emperor's not even done yet. He's like, yeah, uh, you know, I'm still going to do it. Uh, Ochi of Bad Bastoon. Ochi of Bastoon. Badass looking uh, Sith assassin. Yeah, he's a Sith assassin. And one of the big things that he is in the, the universe here is it's his ship in the Rise of Skywalker that they end up finding uh, and go and they have a skeleton and a hologram of him. And he's a guy who went through the Clone Wars. He had a lot, but he is, he's a badass. And mm-hmm. he's on the tail as well. So the the thing though is, is he does seem to live longer. You know, he's in the the sequels, so he has. So I'm I'm interested to see what happens with him if he's you know maimed or just causes problems, or maybe you never know. Maybe he'll help Darth. I don't know. And it's it's interesting. And I like those callouts. You know, they're not callouts that have to be like. Oh man, here's another thing I don't know And I'm like a Brandon would say It's mm-hmm. just these little things that if you don't even know Ochi of Bastoon He looks badass He's a Sith assassin or an assassin for the Sith And he's going after Darth Vader That's awesome, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. so cool And yeah, I love this issue I-, I thought it was really good And if you haven't been reading this series You know, it's easy enough We're not that far in to go and read all of them but I would say if you want to be convinced of whatever, read this issue. And I think that you'll go back and read the others because this it's awesome. It's a quick read, but the art's incredible. It looks really good. And I'm going to give it a 9.5, which is higher than a lot of things I've given in, in the past you know, couple months. So I really liked it. What would you give it? Uh, I'm, I'm at a 9 on this one. The art is really good. Uh, I think Pac does, Greg Pock does a good job of telling some stories that he's able to do with, with, even though the stakes are a little lower, we know what happens with Darth Vader and the Emperor and stuff. But creating a new character or, or expanding upon this Ochi character in the next few issues is going to be good. Um, so nine, I think. And what do you think? Do you think Darth is going to rebuild his legs and stuff or? I, I, he damn well better. How's he going to do that? I, well, he's going to that, that, you know, technological that depot, whatever. Yeah, the, I'm telling yeah, you, I think that it's going to be pretty, you know, you know, thrown together. I don't think yeah. it's going to look quite like him. And I think that that's the cool part of it. I think we're yeah. going to get a little different look for Darth until he gets all this going. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. But yeah, I want to see him just like almost like having Terminator legs, you know, the T1000 mm-hmm. legs and stuff like that would be pretty cool. And yeah, you get, and really, I always, when you see this, like, I would love to have an Ochi uh, action figure right now. He looks cool. And so if you have a Darth Vader with, you know, battle damage, emperor damage, we'll call it, I'd like to have that too. But I guess I could just get one and like rip off the arm, both legs, burn it a little and have the, (laughs) and get that, you know, we could, we could play that, but uh, I really liked it. And you go to the next issue we're going to talk about is Star Wars number eight. There's a little bit of a snafu at the beginning that doesn't feel right completely, but you get over that. And when we get into this, like I said, a lot of people are not loving this issue and the last even because it's dealing more with Zara, the the new character. I don't mind that. Again, you just said with Ochi, I like the idea where you only have the space well, have some fun, yeah, expand the universe a little. Give us some new characters. And I like this Zara who is out for vengeance for Tarkin, her mentor, who at the end we saw last issue was pretty much exploded at her and ended up. Yeah, he died. And right before he was demoting her. And yeah, I he demoted her. We'll get to that because I actually 
I'm glad that in this, Charles Sewell actually spells out something that I thought might have been the case, and it wasn't. I was wrong. But it is written by Charles Sewell, art by Ramon Rosanis, Rachel Rosenberg on colors and VCs, Clayton Cowles on letters. It is par- uh, The Will of Tarkin Part 2, Prey. The heroic rebel alliance is scattered and on the run from the evil galactic empire after losing the Battle of Hoth. Princess Leia attempts to rally her friends before all hope is lost. But the Empire's cunning commander, Zara, has broken rebel security codes and will stop at nothing to crush the rebellion once and for all. Zara now springs her deadly trap yet on the unsuspecting rebel fleet. Now, we've gotten this slow burn a bit with Zara. Uh, mm-hmm. What we've seen... It's too personal for you know what well, we know that we don't really see her later as much as you know that whole thing but take that off the, the board it's too personal she's already doing things in this issue that is not what is going to end up making the empire win she is there where she can pretty much take everyone out. But it's personal and she wants to trash talk. She wants to go and get Leia. And and she doesn't. (laughs) She is happy by the end of this issue that she didn't kill Leia and Luke when they were right there because now they're going to think about me and they're going to have nightmares. They're going to wake up thinking about that. And it's it's too much to think that she's doing something right. And if you end up and, and it's funny, too, because the emperor, she seems to diss Darth Vader. She likes Darth Vader even to the point where. Her outfit when she goes Darth Vader-esque, but I, I do say the snafu at the beginning is that you end up having the Emperor talking to Darth, and it's it's mm-hmm. out of time here. You're kind of getting a catch-up deal with that, and it's like, yeah, you know, sorry, Darth. I'm sorry to pull you away from trying to get your son, and we'll <laughs> get back to that. And you're like, no, no, you, you didn't seem to be real big on that, especially the idea after not killing him, though, this might be before because it just is, you know, after Cloud City. So it is actually it isn't. So he's already failed. And mm-hmm. we saw that's one of the reasons from that. That's just that little snafu there. Um, but I like I like Commander Zara, I think. And my my thing I got wrong. I thought that it was one of those where you had Tarkin. And he's like typing up this demotion letter. All right, and Zara's demoted. All right, let me. And as he's about to hit send, the Death Star blew up, and so it never got out there. I thought that she took advantage of this, where you have the the Empire at that point scrambling. I mean, that's a huge amount of people that end up getting taken out. So mm-hmm. you're going to be able to go up in ranks and things like that. I thought that it was like nobody knew that she's he like must have, he must have got it out just in time. Yeah, because yeah. Darth knows about it. Darth says and he says it's in her file. I would have rather it have been like only Darth knew. Like somehow when you had Tarkin he's like, "Okay, well, Darth's, you know, pretty much my man. I'm going to tell him first. And then I'll tell her." And it would have been a cool deal where Darth Vader to me knows that she was going to be demoted, knows that she had failed, but he wasn't going to say anything. He's playing the game. And I thought that would have been a cool deal. Um, but I do like also where it's like, hey, Commander Zara, there's a transmission coming in. Mm-hmm. If it's the Emperor, tell him I'm sleeping. I don't know. Like, she's so nonchalant about the Emperor. And it's such she's an opposite. <laughs> yeah, it's such an opposite of everybody else when you have it. Even in, you know, Return of the Jedi, where Darth goes and starts yelling about, you know, you're, you're behind schedule for the new Death Star. Oh, I'm, I'm doing my best. I can't do anything. The Emperor's going to come and see, oh, my God. Okay, we're going to double our efforts like all that. She's the opposite. She's like, eh. And I think that that's a pretty cool deal where she's a woman of action. She's also, you know, 
on the, the front lines here and the emperor's just like you know he's the emperor over there but darth has been in and out choking out every commander there is and also somebody who was you know kind of close to tarkin so i did like that i thought it was a pretty cool deal where she's like yeah the emperor that no no it's darth vader oh my god let me, <laughs> let me get dressed here i gotta go and she goes right to it and I like the idea where Darth is just like, yeah, because the Emperor said we need some people out there going for the rebels, you know, rebels. all this going on. And we've already seen that Sars Dero and the Tarkins will, and she's going to go off now. And you see that, you know, it's one of those where Lord Vader is saying it too. So she's got two people. And I love the line where Darth says, the Emperor knows your name now. It's not always good. I mean, you could end up, that could be the worst thing that ever happens to you. But, you know, do well and you could do well. So I I did really like that. And I'm like, yeah, she's going for it. She's doing all these. But he knew that she was supposed to be demoted and all that. It it was Uh, just, I mean, he took a special liking to her for some reason, too. Yeah, Darth did. And I I just think that it's one of those where he, I, I don't know if you can go so full into it that he knows what happened. And even with that, you know. Tarkin was a great teacher and a mentor. Uh, You know, I won't fail you. But also the idea when she says, yeah, I didn't do an assignment the way that he wanted. And we saw that she ended up pretty much taking for granted that she had killed, you know, an intergalactic space mob boss. They ended up blowing up the the whole facility and then Mm -hmm. leaving without going and checking. Without his head. Yeah. Yeah, without his head. And she explains it. And I think it, I think that it goes with Darth Vader. I think that it, it clicks, you know, the idea because again he keeps messing up in the Emperor's mind. If we go with the last issue as well, uh, but the idea that you know he understands, he thought that Tarkin. She says, "I think that I would have been able to redeem myself," and he would have been. And he's like, "Yep, yeah, that, that's him. That's Tarkin, all right." And but, just says, "You know, you better do well." But uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but. Darth Vader doesn't like Tarkin. Yeah, I, I, I always got or the idea. Him. Well, I always got the idea that he. I think he had to. I guess he, he respected him a bit. He had to because you know the whole deal. Vader the stopped. Rankings. Yeah. But I, I do. I, I think that they, at least Tarkin, especially in New Hope, I okay. always got the idea that Darth Vader was a curiosity to him because even when he's choking out the guys in the boardroom. And, He's mm-hmm. like rubbing his thing, thinking about it. Like he seems real intrigued by it. But when he tells Darth Vader to stop, you know, as you wish, and he, he lets him go. Um, I don't know. I think that the idea of this and going forward with it after Tarkin ends up, you know, getting killed in the Death Star. I think that maybe Darth Vader has some, you know, he's rewritten his his memory. Like, oh, man, because he is Tarkin becomes the symbol of, you know, what the Emperor do. I'm telling you, Darth likes what darth likes right he really wants to get luke he's uh, so with that i think that she just is another one that he just kind of likes and if you want to okay. think that maybe she might remind him of padme you know amadala yeah. a little a strong woman who's you know and his you know it, it might be that did you catch the did you catch the reference when he was talking about this chandar's folly yeah so i guess that was a couple years ago they had a, a few issues in darth vader about that um, where basically they a bunch of guys were hunting Darth Vader, and one of them was Tark. One of them was Tarkin, and we even saw we uh, we saw, and the the cool thing about that was is in this series already, you even had that that was one of the things that Tarkin did to get 
Zara, that's how Zara got his favor. They went mm-hmm. there, back there to Chandra's, and went and did it, and she killed everybody else and came back. So it, it's a cool deal with that. That was a cool. And again, like you said, it's not really the greatest of, you know, I don't think Darth Vader was loving Tarkin, but I do think that there's a bunch of things that it intrigues him, at least with Zara there. She definitely likes him. And maybe it's even one of those. You always like somebody who, you know, gets all excited to see you. Because when she goes up, because they end up having, you know, two of the rebel fleet here, they, they could pretty much wipe them out. And even at a point, Princess Leia says they, they could just destroy us. They, they mm-hmm. could just shoot us with, uh, with the Star Destroyer. They have them here. But I, again, I think that this is what's pretty much the downfall of Zara. It's too personal for her. And she is going to board the, you know, the rebel fleet and specifically Leia's ship as Luke is going around. And you even said to me before we started that I think that the thing that kind of gets a little like, yeah, I don't really need it is there's Luke. He's out, you know, he's out there in the X-Wing. He's there. I actually sat the whole time and said. When is he going to start talking to Wedge? I know Wedge is out there. I knew they were going to throw it in. We actually get to see Wedge when he does come out. And again, that, that's a cool deal, though. I always like uh, every time Wedge shows up, I just want him to have some sort of malfunction and then have to ditch. Like, you know, oh, mm-hmm. man, I can't. I'm sorry, Luke. Oh, that's your thing, Wedge. Get out of here. But yeah, with that, you go on because you end up having Zara going to board you know, the ship. Yeah, she's insisting on boarding the ship and everybody's like, why are you doing this? You know, what, what's the real reason for it? So she, we're in the middle of a major battle. You're going to take a, a boarding ship over to, over to the rebel fleet. It doesn't, doesn't make any sense. And then and, and it looks like, you know, how she boards, it's, it's kind of reminiscent of how uh, Darth oh, yeah. Vader yeah. boarded. And she's got the similar outfit on and everything. And they're just wasting the, the rebels. They're just basically cannon fodder, just getting shot down with those stupid helmets on that they wear. And and part of the part of her outfit is kind of funny to me because it does kind of resemble uh, the samurai look of those original concept mm-hmm. drawings of Darth Vader as oh, well. Yeah, the At samurai, least you yeah. know the the leg plates there and a little bit of it I thought was pretty. The cool. helmet, yeah, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, so she boards and her path is to go to the engine room. She could easily blow up the ship in two seconds, and I guess she'd sacrifice herself, but it would be over. But it's more personal than that, so she waits. She shuts down the shielding. And Shuts everybody the will just die of radiation, die of the the whole deal just blowing up. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. And then we got we got Luke flying around outside. Um, what like you said, it was kind of unnecessary. It was really just to to keep him in the issue. I think till the final few pages. And then this other commander that's in the ship with the that Leia's talking about. Do we know that guy is, or is he? I I, I didn't see him before. I, I guess that he's been in there and talking, but I, it actually. You know, kind of threw me off a little too uh, yeah. with him on the ship. Uh, but usually, what we've seen from Leia has been, you know, with the refugees that they picked up and and joined, mm-hmm. and and more of the big things. And we haven't really dealt with a ton of Leia. We we had that whole arc with Luke doing things. So I think that this is just him there, even though I'm sure he was in the background, but. It, yeah, it ended good. up I'm, with me. I'm with you. I kind of was like, yeah, do we know him? Let's see. Commander Grek. Yeah, Commander Grek. Yeah. At one point, I thought that they were doing like the the let's hold hands. At one point, I'm like, <laughs> he is kind of doing that, but Leia's kind of explaining herself. Um, but I, I like this where Zara is going. It's too personal. She's going, they could blow the ship up, but she wants to trash talk 
Leia is something that has been her focus of everything that went wrong. She is rightfully on the side of the Empire. I mean, they are rebels, you know, for us because we love Star Wars. We love mm-hmm. Princess Leia and Luke, but they are terrorists to the Empire. And that Zara is in this. And I think it does a good job of pointing that out. I mean, they ended up blowing up a Empire government space station. And a lot of people died. So you get that, you know, gray area of if you are an empire, they are terrorists. And that's what she wants to pretty much, you know, throw shade at because of the idea that Princess Leia pretty much is every step of the way to leading to Tarkin dying is all Leia. I mean, Mm -hmm. even if she's not exactly doing everything per se, it's everything from that. And I do like that, but I like that Zara's like, hey, uh, Princess Leia, you're going to come down to the engine room. You can bring a weapon. It doesn't matter. Doesn't I don't matter. care. Bring <laughs> 10 weapons. You, you're going to die, or at least I'm going to hurt you. But come down. The minute I see you, I will get the shielding gone. I'll do all that. She does not lie. I mean, she's completely honest with what she is going to do and what she promises uh, mm-hmm. because she, she wants to talk trash. And it's funny because you end up having Luke as he's going. And really, if you think that Luke, and I, st- I do think that Luke is out there so we can go, okay, Luke is back. Yes, I remember he came back. He showed everybody the lightsaber. But you have to be reminded so he can go at the end. Lando and Chewie, they're just there to just be a, like, yep, they're in the book. Yeah, 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 nothing. And even then, they're just like, we got to get away from these people, Chewie. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're doing the spite. They're doing decent enough, but at least it shows like Luke hears through the calm all that he's got to get back to the ship because mm-hmm. Leia is in danger. Um, but yeah, you end up where, like I said, Zara, she does, she keeps her word. Uh, she does all that and, and is pretty badass. She shoots the door so Leia has to get through her to go. And then Luke comes through. Yeah. So b- Luke basically, before that, he's able to get the tie fighters out of the way so so he ba- basically can leave because now wedge is going to take over the the fight outside with all these a wings and x wings so and cool that. when they come out I- it is cool because it's always funny because the rebels always have like the busted up uh old ships and everything pieced together some of the stuff from the clone wars and and then the, the empire always has the top of the line machinery but they don't have the heart and soul no they so don't have the heart have. <laughs> they don't have luke or wedge yeah yeah or wedge um so then Leia's going through, door slams behind her. Um, they're talking to each other. They're not she's not attacking her, but she's she's shooting at her or something. I don't know what throwing something at her or slicing her. Yeah. Each time seems to just want to hurt her a yeah, little. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, just keep to sting her, her a little bit. Not kill her, but just keep her attention. They're talking, and then Luke shows up after like just making mincemeat of some stormtroopers. And then I wanted to ask you, because you might know more than me, it always bothered me, those straps that they wear on these jumpsuits that they wear, these, uh, what what are those things? You don't like the, sh- I think that's just a flight deal where it hooks into the, the it seat. It hooks into the I, seat. I think that, and I think the art there with it, it, it plays off pretty bad because I could just see him falling. If that's me again, uh, I'd fall and stab myself with a lightsaber, but you do have that yellow lightsaber you just got, <laughs> which is cool. The yellow lightsaber. Yep. Yeah, I like it. And and with that, you do have Zara, who pretty much says and goes down the line, hey, Leia, guess what? You stole the Death Star plans. We mm-hmm. captured you, which ended up getting Luke involved this nonsense. Then the Death Star got blown up while you were coordinating the attack. I hate you. And that's big with Leia. And I like the idea where Leia, who... You know, you have the rebels, and I, I think it's playing with the idea of 
you know, the audience. We we love Leia, like Leia can't do it. But now she's seeing that there are people in the Empire or in general that hate her guts. I mean, she says, I looked in that lady's eyes and she just had pure hate for me when they think they're doing the right thing. So mm-hmm. why would this hate? And the, I do like Luke and Luke goes and the idea, though, is you have uh, Zara who's in like a standoff on her own. She has a gun at Luke. She has a gun at Leia or a sword at Leia and then switches it around, throws the sword at throws Luke. Throws the sword. And I'm like, Luke, you could do more here. I, I really got upset at Luke by the end of this. And it's not his story, right? It's Leia, Zara. But I think that Luke could have done more. He just avoids the, the sword and is so, I don't know, awed. There's no way this, this, there's there's no way she would outmaneuver him with no force powers and this guy. I mean, he's just it's not believable. Maybe we'll see more. Maybe that's why. Like, go back to where you asked. Like, why does Darth like her? Maybe, maybe she's force sensitive. More. Yeah, maybe he's seeing more. But still, I know this is Luke after Empire. Like, he's not going. But mm-hmm. she ends up throwing a sword that barely misses Luke. He's such in awe of it that she does a jump. A somersault and at the back end kicks him in the head. I'm like, Luke, you better get to that train. And then has a gun right on him and gets the sword because she threw the sword to me as a distraction to be able to jump that and gets mm-hmm. it. Then says, I'm not going to kill all you. I'm coming back because she gets word. Yeah, Zara, we're, we're in trouble. We're having problems now, you jerk. Why'd you? And we're jumping to light speed. And I thought, oh my, they're going to leave her here. She's going to be like Darth Vader, you know, tumbling through space. But she does get out. And you see that that outfit she has does. And the funny thing is, through the whole deal, I'm like, well, what are these tanks on the back? I thought, like, is it just a breathing out? No, she's got a jet pack and she yeah, does get Yeah, so that, that's one of the things that Star Wars never really addresses. And it's always been a little bit of an issue. Same with Star Trek, too. Like, just you're in space, the vacuum of space. They never really talk about that or, or in any kind of meaningful way. She just slaps a little mask on her nose and mouth and that's enough it's not that she would freeze or anything you know she realizes later that leia is going to end up being like mary poppins and just fly yeah. back what to was the that? deal using what, the force what was that? No, don't even talk about it. don't get me started uh, on that yeah so uh, i no hate here but yeah you end up where <laughs> she goes back they jump the light speed so it is a victory it's a victory for the rebels and in my mind it's one of those like yeah the empire would say we we maybe lost this little battle. We are not going to lose the war where the rebels, they need anything at this point. They need anything to be able to point to. We're getting there, guys. We're, we're able to do this. We want it more. We have all that. But the problem is, is Leia's on the side there. And like, that lady hated She's freaked my out. God. She mm-hmm. hated me. What is going on? And Luke realizes, you know, something's wrong and says that. And then you go back and again, though, they could it, it seems as if like the, the fleet if they just went in and just went ham on the rebel they're, they're done this is done but zara needed to get personal needed to trash talk and when she goes the second in command there it's like you know was it worth the risk why well, you did that why did you do that and you end up having and the funny thing is right away i'm thinking because she has the sword that cut leia has her blood i'm like here we go we're gonna get clones I don't think so, but it's kind of like a trophy. Like, here's the sword with Leia's blood. And then it's she been, has all those yeah. trophies in the back that make me giggle. There's a ton, ton, a poor I guess I'm assuming that's Tarkin's office then or something, right? Yeah, yeah. And she just it took just, it over? Yeah, yeah. Look at this thing. The ton, yeah. ton back there. So, yeah, and that, we that saw that white, before. That, that, that albino monster that she yep, killed. Yeah, that, that big gorilla deal. Yeah. And so she has that and she's like, no, uh, if I wanted to kill her, I would have, but I have to do it the right way. I have to make her 
realize I have to make her and and in a way that's a cool little tie. And it's not a wow moment at the end. Uh-huh. It's not like where we had you know the Darth Vader deal. Like oh my god, oh my god, this is more of a slow build deal. But she says I need them to lose hope. And this is just the beginning. And I thought that that was a cool line. I like it. It's like a it's like a a Tarkin two point And and I he, do like that. I I think it's cool. Yeah. Uh, I still want to know what the hell Luke was doing. He he should be up on his game a little more than that. Then. And I love Luke. Uh, just as mm-hmm. an aside, Luke is my favorite character in the Star Wars universe. When most of my friends went with Han, and including here's the deal: if we really want to get down to it, my number one Luke, number two Leia, number three Han. Now I love them all. You know, Uh they're, they're, but I do actually like Luke and Leia and then Han. Han, when he he gets in the carbonite, he comes back wrong. He's not, (laughs) you know, he comes back, you know, oh my, and it's just a little too goofy for me, even though he was funny before. But Luke and Leia, I love C3PO. I I just, I would end up shutting him down immediately. I'm more than a fan fan of him. Oh my God. It it works, but he just, it it drives me. Me and Eric fight about this all the time. I can't stand his whiny, jerking, but still, (laughs) still, I still love C3PO more than, you know, most every other character. He's just in this. He just, he drives me nuts. He drives me nuts. But in that, in that bounty hunter book, which we'll talk about later, it's a lot of, a lot of droid stuff in that one. It's funny. So we'll get to that. Yeah, like we said, uh, this I'm going to give an 8.5. What would you give it? It doesn't seem to be continuing on anymore. So I'm going to go 8.5 too. I agree with that. I think I would like to see a little more, but I I wonder how it's going to be interspersed because it says a new arc is uh, starting next week. Operation Starlight begins. Yeah, so I'm sure she'll be in the mix, but I don't know if she'll be the focus anymore, which is... Any arc that seems to focus on Lobot, Lobot I'm down. I'm down. Oh, I'm down with Lobot, but we'll see how it is. And again, even that next, the art's great. The art is great throughout all these books, all the Star Wars they books, do get I the, think. They get the best creative teams, I think, yeah, uh, art-wise, really art for sure. At least. And uh, Charles Soule, I, I liked a bunch of his things at, at DC. And then when he went to Marvel, a couple of things that I went, and he had you know the, the hot claw Wolverine, like that nonsense. But boy, Daredevil. he knows the Star Wars stuff, and I think he yeah. does a good job. Greg Pak as well. So, yeah, that's it for this deal uh as we said next week we're going to be dealing with the darth vader that does come out next wednesday but we're also going to catch up with the last issue of bounty hunters and dr afra so then then we'll be set and then we'll just deal with each one that comes out each week and as we said we'll probably throw in some special deal during the times when we don't have a book that week maybe uh an older issue maybe starting from number one going maybe doing something a little different we'll see um but yeah just let us know what you think and what you want and all that stuff. Cause yeah, that's cool. Thank you for joining me, Matt. I am no glad that I have somebody who I can talk star Wars with because Brandon's a jerk. He <laughs> does not like How it. He doesn't like it, but yeah. So we'll be doing this every week. I'm planning on it coming out on the feed on Saturday night each week. So look for that. And then with the X-Men books now, Coming out on Monday night As they have been I tried to get it Sunday night But it was I had snafus with that Namely The football season So Monday will be The X-Men And then that That allows me A little wiggle room To put the Star Wars On Saturday So thanks everybody I hope you enjoyed this And uh, I'll talk to you later Bye